0: Welcome to Hal Dotti's Fast Track. I'm Hal Doughty and this is part two of my conversation with NPR's World Cafe's Reina Duris about the wonderful crop of bangers and bops we composed in season one of Fast Track. If you've not listened to part one of this, uh, smash that back button and get it sorted out because this is just going to start sort of in the middle of our conversation halfway through the song's. If you like what you hear here, there's uh, obviously season one of the show itself that you could go back and listen to. If you like the show already and want to support it and me, head on over to patreon.com slash H-O-W-E-L-L-D-A-W-D-Y, and support the show at the $5 a month level. Uh, Fast Track patrons get three bonus episodes a month. They get free downloads of all of these songs and any songs written on the podcast, And they get access to the Discord server uh, as well, where you can communicate with me, ask me questions, uh, hang out with other fans of the show. Um, Recent bonus episodes I will mention. Uh, I recently did one with Hans Gruber from Die Hard. We wrote a song together. Uh, And then there was also a bonus episode. I premiered a new format of the show called Super Fast Track, where me and Mike D.B. Hale uh, of Anybody Got a Nickel fame we not just wrote a song in a half an hour, we wrote and recorded a song in one half of one hour, uh, or pretty close to one half of one hour. So check that out. Consider supporting the show. Thank you very much to everyone who does. And please enjoy the rest of my conversation with Raina Duras of NPR's World Cafe. So next up, we have episode 11 with uh Chris James. He hosts... Uh, not even a show, The Show, on Means TV, but No Prank Radio on Twitch, and he's a frequent guest on YKS and uh, and uh, Blocked Party and, and Go Off Kings and all that stuff. So uh, Chris came on the show and uh, told me about five minutes in that, or maybe even right after I had finished uh, doing his bio that he had taken an edible and it had kicked in a little earlier than, than he had anticipated. He was planning on watching a movie after the, after we recorded the show. He he was the first person, uh, that I tried to write a song with who was, uh, I think higher than they were, than they were expecting to be (laughs) at the very least. And, uh, the funny thing was he kept forgetting that we were in the middle of writing a song and he kept trying to tell me stories about jobs that he had had and things that he had done. And, uh, so the, the thing he wanted to do was write a kind of uh, soft, hazy, stoner pop song about stealing from work Ooh. is what we ended up doing. Okay. I like that. Uh, and the song is called Lost Leader after companies putting out items that are there to just get someone to come into the store. Um, so we kind of turned that into a thing where Chris, the employee, is the lost leader. You have to accept... the the loss of product because he's taking it all home if you want (laughs) to employ people. That's I think the idea. Got it. And this is probably my favorite song from this season, I think. If I were to if I if I had to on the spot pick a favorite song.
1: Now before we hear it, why is it your favorite?
0: What should we listen to? I just love what the beat ended up sounding like. I think Chris Chris's voice matches this tone and vibe and the spirit of the song so well. It, en- it just ended up being, and it sounds really, to me, it sounds really like, a, like legitimately what it's trying to be, you know, not like sort of a, a half-joking uh, facsimile of it. Got it. This one just h- manages to be hitting on all, on all cylinders. Here we go. This is Lost Leader by, w- w- we ended up, our duo, our, uh, you know, electronic music duo ended up being called A Pair of Friends, Pair spelled P-E-A-R, and you'll hear why in the song.
1: Sounds like beach house. Sounds like what? Beach house. The band beach house.
0: sent Chris a vocal, like a demo with a vocal guide, but he ended up adding a lot of like melodic touches to the vocal part that are really, really beautiful.
1: That's really pretty <laughs> Yeah,
0: it turned out It's a It's such a reckless song But it's like so sweetly sung It's great You know, it's about spitting in your boss's face
1: <laughs> This is like if the flaming lips were mean
0: Yeah <laughs> yeah. Just stole a Fuck you, Kroger. I just stole a pear. That's that's a line he really really wanted in there. <laughs> Even with him being uh, so stoned the whole time, we managed to write a ton of stuff to where this song is ended up being very long. Like it has a lot of parts and it's very long, but I like that about it. I like, you get kind of lost in it, you know?
1: Yeah. It kind of is perfect uh, if you consider that somebody was high on edibles while they wrote
0: it. It sort of makes sense. Sure. (laughs) This is great. This is a list of things you can steal. And it's all we could come up with (laughs) right before the clock timed out. Computer, toilet
2: paper, a bag of chips, (laughs) a shirt, a hat, some food for your dog, and a (laughs) motherfucking
0: (laughs) pair. And a motherfucking pair. He wanted a real hard hit on that (laughs) pair. Plus it's super funny
3: and it saves a bunch of money. Steal from your. And ignore the car Your boss thinks you're worthless And could be replaced So steal all his shit And spit in his face hey. Lost leader I'm a lost leader Lost leader
0: Throwing in plus it's super funny. That's <laughs> a reason why you should <laughs> steal from your boss. It is pretty great to me
3: lost leader. I'm a lost leader.
0: Now I threw in it's blended into the mix but I threw in a bunch of sounds of crashing waves as well that kind of are, are happening in the background. I don't know if you can ever really hear them by themselves. But it does kind of feel like you're you're at the beach or something.
1: Yeah, I dig this one.
0: Apparently ends with just 30 straight seconds of just an egg shaker. (laughs) I didn't remember that, but...
1: Beautiful music, beautiful message.
0: Yeah, Five steal, from your, steal from your <laughs> boss. It's very funny. All right, that was episode 11. The next one is uh, my friend Jenny, Jenny Cochran. Jenny was in a band called Frederick the Younger that I had played a bunch of shows with and that I've known for years. Um, and then she, uh, they have recently rebranded as a folk, uh, sort of folk pop duo Um, called Geneva. And this is a song we did together. Uh, Jenny spun the wheel, and she got uh, R&B. And we ended up doing... um, We we both kind of landed on 90s R&B, sort of Tony Braxton. Like a a sort of breathy, unbreak my heart style Tony Braxton song. So I tried to emulate... In the beat, I tried to emulate that song. And then the song ended up being... uh, What it ended up being about was um, being in high school, Jenny being in high school in Cleveland or in Akron, Ohio, somewhere in Ohio, and seeing a guy who looked like he was in the Strokes come into the gym and thinking, oh, that guy looks like he's in the Strokes. He could probably take me away to someplace better, to New York or something like that. Right. So that's that's the, the story going on in the song. And it's called Felt Like the Strokes. Ends up being kind of a revealed as just basically a metaphor for a hand job in the gym at uh, <laughs> at some at some high school event i guess so romantic yeah but beautiful song jenny's got a great voice here it is Cleveland and you're you're so so New York. York About this song for me was, um, don't if you if you just read the lyrics to "Unbreak My Heart" or to one of those like '90s R&B songs, there's not like a visible structure to, right. you know, it's not clear like here's, it's not in a shape with like clear block stanzas. It's like just a free form, you know. They'll have a sentence where the middle of the sentence is the chorus or something. It's sort of written in a freeform style that I don't write in at all. And so it was very difficult to try to figure out, okay, so now we're doing this part of this style of song.
1: Right, I feel like a lot it's of... It's
0: harder for me to think of it that way.
1: A lot of R&B songs, uh, when you get into the lyrics, a lot of it is like ooze and stuff like that yeah. too, right?
0: This yeah, almost well, sounds like a There's free, be- a freeform approach to... Every, any word can be fit into any part of the song, kind of, Right, I mean,
1: right. It almost sounds like it could be a Lana Del Rey song.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she has a similar kind of affect in her in her voice, I think.
4: Three strikes, you're out. Help me, I'm so little You look just like Julian Castleblancas who looks just like the
1: I like that line <laughs> yeah. I like that a guy looks like the Ramones like all of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: I got to pull my uh, classical guitar out of the literally out of the basement for this one so that was nice Is this it? Is this it? Could this be my shit?
1: The word "shit" shows up in a lot of the songs this season. I've
0: noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when you're like under duress, when you're when you're writing a song really fast, you find yourself going "shit." A lot of it times. rhymes
1: with a lot of stuff too.
0: Yeah. gotta have the big drum you gotta have the drums come in at the just on the last chorus like on uh, on unbreak my heart (laughs) (laughs) playing with his bits it's very funny to me we see It ended up being a lot of kind of like just uh, stream of conscious thoughts.
1: Just describing this guy. Yeah. Greasy hair. Is there anything hotter?
0: I don't think so, Raina. <laughs> <laughs> And then it's so sad. Like you gotta wonder what happened after. What happened after that? What a tragedy.
1: Why was he even in the gym
0: Why in the first place? The, this guy. I think the guy was like just a cool guy from school or from maybe another school. And there's a line in there about looking like he likes the Mets or something. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> so she's obviously just like. uh like just this you know young innocent person from Cleveland uh, who thinks anybody who looks like they're from New York must be a lot cooler than her. So that's that's very relatable I think I found it relatable and you know I never uh, jerked off a guy who looked like he was in the strokes. So. <laughs> that's
1: the beauty of a great song is that Absolutely. even if it's about a specific thing, you can find the universal aspect of it.
0: Yeah, it can put you right there. So this one is this next one, is uh is with my dad? Aww. Um. So this was a this episode came out on Father's Day, and I recorded this with my uh, with my father, Professor Jonathan Smith. Uh, he and I wrote a song. I I I wanted to do a dad rock, which dad rock to me is the stuff my dad listens to, which is John Prine, Randy Newman, uh, the band stuff like that. And we ended up coming up with a kind of. I think a little bit, it's sort of, it's sort of John Prine, sort of Randy Newman-esque. It's a song called Are You Serious? And I wanted him to write a song about a complaint that he has as a dad. You know, he's my dad. I've heard him many, many times tell me how the world could be better, how the grocery store could run better, how customer service could run better. He has a lot of complaints about how everything in the world could work better. Like many dads do.
1: Dads have lots of complaints, yeah.
0: And I wanted to write a song that celebrates that aspect of him. So we wrote Are You Serious, which is a song about him trying to deal with the Sirius XM radio uh, customer service <laughs> and not being able to install it on his car. And then the, the person from Sirius uh, customer support was like, you need to go out and sit in your car for 20 minutes and try to get this stuff to – and drive around a little bit and try to get this to connect. And my dad was like, This is your job, not mine. Why am I the one who has to drive around to do all this work? Good question. So there's a little bit of a double meaning in the title of the song, which is Are You Serious? which is, Aren't you guys serious? Aren't you the ones who are supposed to be setting up my radio for me? So here it is Jonathan Smith featuring Hal Dottie with Are You Serious?
2: to hear a symphony or PGA golf, but I got a new car, and it ain't got that stuff. I gotta get serious set up in this thing, so I can hear Justin Thomas's swing. Just wanna relax and scroll through the channels on my backlit LED dashboard panel. <laughs> but I've been out all day most of the night driving around trying to find a satellite are you serious want me to do your job are you serious talking to me like you're my boss are you serious
0: I'm just trying to play <laughs> the customer service phone person phone phone talking to you like you, they're you your boss you like <laughs> bossing you, you know. around it's really funny <laughs>
2: Why don't you send a kid over or something? Are you serious? Even the cable company pays someone. Come over and hook up all their plastic junk. Are you Got me sweating in my car like a grunt. you, <laughs> you Used to have it in my old
1: car. Your dad's delivery on the is car. very good. Yeah.
0: On the new yeah. Car, the very very funny. The he day gave day. it his all. Yeah.
2: So I called up Sirius, finally got through, but they just told me a bunch of crap that I gotta do. So I go out in my car, back it out in the sun, turn on the radio, the channel one, and wait 20 minutes in the hot summer heat, because I work for these clowns, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's my favorite part, so Do your job. Are you serious? <laughs> Talking to me like you're my boss. Are you serious? I'm just trying to play my radio. And you are bossing me around. But do you pay me? No! you serious? Why don't you send a kid over or something? Are you serious? Even the cable company pay someone to come over and hook up all their plastic junk. Are you serious? in my car like a grunt are you, are you serious
1: <laughs> this is very endearing I love it
0: yeah I think it turned out great I, I wanted to do a guitar solo on it so that it was like a real real true collaboration.
2: Want me to do your job Are you serious Talking to me like you're my boss or Are you serious Just trying to play my radio Or Are you, you bossing me around But do you pay me No or Are you serious want me to do your Why job Why am I doing that Serious Talking to me like you're my boss Are you this serious This is your job
1: Trying to play my radio or can you I feel like this is the most relatable song so far that yeah. I've heard. No
0: to one, one of the things I definitely wanted was the, it to fade out while he was rambling, because that seems yeah. like a perfect ending to that rant, is for it to just fade out with him forever unsatisfied with the serious XM uh, <laughs> customer service, who I believe have still never uh, resolved his, uh, his complaint.
1: You should send them that song.
0: <laughs> uh, they probably just uh, sue me for, uh, for using their, <laughs> them in a song. Okay, next up, uh, Will Stratton. Do you, know, uh, do you know of Will Stratton? He's a guitarist and singer uh, based in... Where is he? He's up in New York. Um, I think it's called Beacon, New York. Um, But
1: uh, I'm not sure if I know.
0: uh, Well, I'll just say he put out an absolutely gorgeous album earlier, uh, earlier this year called The Changing Wilderness. And uh, it's one of my favorite albums of the year. It's really, really good. And he, uh, I believe one of the first episodes, he sent me a message and said, hey, I've been enjoying your show. And I was like, well, I've been enjoying your album. I've got to get you on. He came on with a very strange idea turns it turns out he's kind of a weirdo. No, he's a great guy, but he but he he wanted to do another theme song for another show that doesn't exist. And he's he's very interested in watch enthusiasts. He loves going on YouTube and watching videos by people who are obsessed with old watches and refurbishing old watches and collecting old watches. And he thought of a game show where you have to guess what type of watch the host is wearing from just the smell. So <laughs> so the host comes out and the contestants are blindfolded and they bend down and they sniff the wrist of the host and they say what kind of watch the host is wearing.
1: That's a that's a great idea.
0: Sure. That is so weird. It's very weird, Uh, and oh, and the style of song he he wanted to emulate was um, "Foreigners." I want to know what love is.
1: Okay, so very very
0: high concept here. Yeah, we're doing very high concept. We're doing a theme song for a game show that is supposed to sound like "I Want to Know What Love Is." But I tell you what, I think we nailed it. So here it is. This is Will Stratton featuring Hal Dotti with "Aroma on My Wrist." Theme from Smell the Time, the (laughs) the the TV show.
5: When I
3: pull back my cuff and you bend down and smell it. There's a timepiece on my arm How good are you at telling What the band is made of And how the gears turn now It's
0: such a chill and also menacing vibe for the beginning of a game oh, show.
1: <laughs> yeah. If the, yeah I mean, that's what I was just thinking. Like, If I turned on the TV and this was a theme song and then it was a game show, I'd be incredibly confused. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure most game show themes are about 15 seconds long. Yes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Take a of the peace on my lips. Is it sapphire or glass? What does it consist? Is the band a fine capskin? Or is it cold skin? Are the hands made of plastic? Or are they for you? You left with just one sense. And it all comes down to this. Is there something you may have missed?
0: I think we really nailed it with this last part. This, uh, on my wrist you're left with just one sense and it all comes down with this to this is there something you may have re- missed from the aroma on my wrist like it, that to me is like perfect little chunk of music
1: it's very good it's also <laughs> it's
0: well the time here's your host Will Stratton we'll also host the show
1: most game show themes also don't, like, describe oh. the whole game. Welcome yeah, yeah. <laughs> Smell the
0: time. Let's meet our contestants. So then you can hear this, how the show would start there. Uh, the crowd really, really pumped up, even though... <laughs> even
1: though yeah, who, who are these people? Who wouldn't be the studio audience for Smell the Time?
0: Presumably watch enthusiasts. Who are just uh, out of control. Or people who don't have a great sense of smell, like myself, uh, I don't have mm. a great sense of smell, so I would be impressed by the, you know, the pro smellers that they would get on this show and how good they could be at, like, telling you whether a watch band is metal or plastic just based on the smell.
1: See, I feel like I could do it. I feel like I would be good at this game.
0: Okay, so uh, Rain is on board. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. tell, Mattel will that he's got a contestant.
1: Whenever that pilot episode happens, I'm available. <laughs>
0: So next up is my friend Lacey Guthrie. Lacey is a very talented uh, songwriter and singer. She's in a band called uh, Twin Limb, um, and uh, and she has a solo album coming out, I think pretty soon, uh, under the name Lacey Guthrie. We did a song together. All she had coming into this was she had a note that she had written late at night in her notepad on her phone. with Just two words, neon communist. I like that. And then she knew she wanted to do. She knew she wanted it to sound kind of like a krautrock version of the Enigma song uh, "Return to Innocence." Does that all Does that all make sense? Does that sound like that, that makes could sense. be something?
1: It sounds like it actually does sound like it could be something.
0: Yeah. So we had to kind of patch
1: more it. than smell the time. No offense to smell the time, but it feels <laughs> like this could actually be a real thing.
0: So we had to patch something together from all those uh, disparate elements, and what we ended up coming up with was the idea of a guy who works under fluorescent lights during the day, and they, of course, sap sap all his energy and his life force from him. And then the neon communist comes to him at night when he takes his own life back from the employer by going to uh, a club where there are neon lights instead of fluorescent lights. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? And then and then the other thing that you should know about this one is so in Return to Innocence has that great sample in it. The oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, like that. So we knew we had to build a song around a pre-existing sample. But we only had the half hour, so we, w- we didn't want to spend the half hour looking around for a sample. So what I did was I just had Lacey improvise a melody and I sampled that from the half hour throughout the song okay so whenever we cut to whenever we cut to the the what do you call it like just the melismatic um sung line that is that is taken from the actual recording of the episode that was not recorded after the so you're you're
1: sampling your own show
0: yes in this sampling the podcast audio for the song itself so this is Lacey Guthrie featuring Hal Dottie with Neon Communist And like Return to Innocence, it starts with uh, bird sounds and forest sounds and stuff.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: great line that just sort of fell out of Lacey's head where are the misters like she's a vegetable in the in the in the grocery store or or an animal in the zoo where are the misters like what's keeping me alive here I, i love that that thought sample from the episode
1: to this like Mm -hmm. in a dark room with lights and everything like it feels like it's very evocative
0: it has a great great it has a great mood yeah and her voice is amazing moments that are a little they're almost like cranberries a little bit that I've never really thought about before
6: all. All to till last,
0: Til last call it's our call I think it the song ended up being about the sort of delusion that you're in control of your life when you're out partying right Oh, there's the sound of uh, clopping hooves there because the neon communist <laughs> she's imagining like a, a magical communist that comes through the neon <laughs> tubes riding on a horse oh,
7: to come and okay. save
0: you from the doldrums of your life.
1: I really like this one.
0: Well, I will say, uh, you should absolutely check out Twin Limb, uh, the band that Lacey's in. Uh, it's, they're really, really good. I will. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that one that one turned out so good. Uh, the next one. Ooh, I'm excited. Wait, what episode are we on? There's one of the songs in here is out of is out of sequence because I'm stupid about updating my Patreon, but um, <laughs> I got to make sure I don't get these out of order. Uh, oh, I already screwed it up. I already screwed up. So, apologies. That was episode 16. Neon Communist with, uh, with Lacey Guthrie. Apologies to Drew from Globe Hell Warning because this was episode 15. Hey there, Grogu.
1: Of course.
0: Of <laughs> so course you know you know Grogu. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean we I don't I'm, we haven't met in person as well. Right. It's a, I think there's a lot of people on here where I'm like, "Oh, I know you from the internet." Yeah. Um but yeah, yes, and I am aware of the whole fascination with Grogu and everything that they've been posting. Yeah, Drew's so this- a real
0: character. Uh Globe Hell's a great podcast everyone should check out. He's also he also loves uh the band Train, I guess. And uh, you know the song Drive-By by Train? I think so, yeah, yeah. This was a song that escaped me. When I think of Train, I think of uh, Drops of Jupiter, of course. Sure. I think of um, uh, Meet Virginia is one that I oh, like. Yeah. I used to like um, that song a lot. <laughs> and I absolutely, and I've always hated the hell out of, uh, Hey Soul Sister just for being an annoying song. But then, uh, <laughs> but Drive By is a song that whenever it came out, I don't know. Apparently it was a hit. Apparently it was another big hit for Train, who have just, they've, they've been knocking them out of the park for decades now. Uh, I don't even know when this came from, when this song came from, but he wanted to do a song in that style. So that's what this sounds like. It sounds sort of like, uh, uh, trains, trains drive by, except it's Drew singing and it's about Grogu. And it's a very sweet song about, um, about loving Grogu, but knowing you'll never get to meet baby Yoda because Grogu, AKA baby Yoda is just a character from a TV show. It's a very sweet song, very heartfelt thing that Drew wrote and sang. So here we go. Hey there, Grogu.
8: On Twitter, and it knocked me back. I knew I had to spend some time with you on the Disney Plus side. <laughs> and thank you, by the way, to the Disney Corporation for introducing me to you.
0: He was very adamant about thanking Disney for bringing <laughs> Baby Yoda into his life.
8: Here are some things I want.
0: Here's what he wants to do with Grogu. Eat chicken
8: nuggets in the park, chasing fireflies after dark, play basketball.
0: He wants to play basketball with Baby Yoda. <laughs> Go to the
8: beach and get some sun.
1: ordering on creepy
7: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's kind of the I think that's the magic of Drew is that he doesn't it. he doesn't break so he, he's never gonna admit that this is actually creepy and y- you making it creepy is what is. it's like he's putting it on you if you yeah, see anything sure. creepy in it right
1: a grown Yoda man
8: graduate your class, measuring your
0: adult that's my favorite part is the idea of measuring adult baby Yoda's ear span to like celebrate
1: also it's like <laughs>
0: celebrate him growing up.
1: you're friends with Grogu but you're also like raising him yourself
2: yes
0: I will treat you like my son. It's so sweet. It's such a beautiful little sentiment. And also so strange.
1: We may never meet. Not that we won't. It's that we right. may never meet. Not ruling it out.
0: If you were real, I'd say to you, Hey there, I love
5: you, Grogu. <laughs>
1: How convenient that Drew and Grogu rhy- rhyme. Yeah. Stroke of luck.
0: That's true. Yeah, I don't I don't think we we struggled that much with writing this song. It seemed to sort of fall together. It was a very pleasant experience writing this song with Drew.
1: Feels very natural.
0: And his feelings for, for Grogu are, are, are legitimate. I don't mean to, to say that he doesn't have a genuine, true love for Grogu in his heart. He just doesn't shy away from things that make him look weird, make him look weird or sound weird. Hey there, I
1: love you, Grogu.
0: And that's beautiful.
1: Oh, that was very nice.
0: That's heart, heartwarming, very touching thing. So let's mm-hmm. go from that to episode, I believe, 16. Oh, sorry. We already did episode 16, which was Lacey Guthrie, um, Neon Communist. This is episode 17 with Brian Quinby from Street Fight Radio, uh, aka Murder Brian at Murder Brian on Twitter. Um, and he decided to use Murder Brian as his uh, moniker for this song. This one, uh, this is the first time that we had to do something so approximately a rap. In the, in the half hour. Oh, boy. And I have to say, it was, it, it was the most sort of action-packed episode. Because to finish this rap, I felt like we had to be absolutely working at full steam every minute of the 30 minutes. Like, we didn't have time to stop and question anything. We, we were writing rhymes for this rap rock anthem Uh, I don't don't know you you know Brian I'm sure and uh uh, or you know of Brian I'm sure yeah but he he walks apparently like eight hours a day like he so he lives in Columbus Ohio and he's just like this local character that you can see walking around at any given moment uh during the day I did
1: not know
7: that okay um
0: yeah it's in and uh his co-host Brett apparently uh uh I think coined this phrase for it, but ramble. He says, you're, g- you're going off on a ramble. So the hook we came up with, and this was supposed to sound like, I knew I knew bringing him on that he was going to want to do a new metal song because he's a new metal enthusiast. He has a new metal podcast with John Cullen, who we talked about earlier, the POD cast. And uh, so I knew we were going to be doing something like Limp Biscuit. And this ended up sounding a lot like uh, Nookie by Limp Biscuit. So this is um, a rap rock, new metal song about taking long walks, uh, specifically about Brian's long walks.
1: What's more new metal than that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the hook we came up with was, ooh, fuck, I'm going on a ramble. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I love it.
0: Here we go. <laughs> An ad-lib he threw in we there was, "It's me." Get up,
2: get up <laughs> <So good. laughs> era, I'm a fall ass head. Hustle down the steps, smoke a cigarette. Eat my breakfast, take a big old shit. Then out the back door.
0: There's your S the word for the for that. So,
2: this concrete. I'm a podcaster on the street fight beat from noon to sundown. I'm shuffling on these feet. Walk across campus shit shit yeah. downtown. Hell yeah, yeah. German the podcast. I am my. Yeah,
0: yeah. A bunch of uh, locations in Columbus though.
2: So. Ramble, ooh, fuck, I'm going on a 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 ramble. Ooh, fuck, on a ramble. Writing posts while I'm strolling. On my phone and I, I think this is so great.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I trust my 40k this year. I step into the crosswalk, someone honks. I point at the side, that fucker says walk. Listen up, punk. I'm on a ramble, switchblade, hydro flask, I'm too much to handle. Walk across Arlington shit, yeah. Old Town, fuck, yeah. Broad street, hell yeah, high street.
9: Yeah, yeah.
2: Ooh, fuck, I'm going.
0: My favorite thing in the song maybe is the way he says yeah yeah in that last little break where it goes yeah yeah like it sound it sounds very legit like he's a legit oh, yeah. mc in that moment
1: He committed
0: Now new metal songs apparently all have to have a breakdown where the guy sings out of nowhere
2: Ramble. All I want is the fucking ramble. All I want is the fucking ramble. Ooh, fuck! I'm going on a ramble. Ooh, fuck! I'm going on a ramble. Ooh, fuck! I'm going on. A <laughs>
0: Two minutes and 30 seconds, and it does not let up. Uh, That one is just, wow.
1: That was amazing. That
0: was so good. So, uh, next up, we have episode 18. And this is with my friend Charlene, Charlene Wellington. uh, She is the wife of Stuart Wellington, who was on episode four, I think. That was the theater man, Mm -hmm. uh, theater man song. Now, Charlene came on the show. Uh she also has no musical ambitions, no aspirations, has not uh as far outside of karaoke I don't think has ever played or performed music at all. Uh she came in wanting to do a disco song. And what was the um Oh, Donna Summer's radio. Okay. That's the song. I just told her think about a song that you might like to try to You know, think about a type of song that you might like to make. And she came in with Donna Summer's radio. And uh, she didn't have an idea for the topic of the song. So I suggested that it be a song that celebrates a day-to-day thing that she has to do so she can sing this song. And it ended up being her asking her husband, Stuart, to pick up some pizza on the way home. So this is a (laughs) disco song about asking your husband to pick up pizza on the way home. And I think that's all we need to say before you hear it. And Luigi's is the actual pizza place That they get their pizza from They live up in Brooklyn Charlene owns a couple of bars up there Uh, They are Hinterland's and Minnie's Bar Uh, Here we go
9: Hey Stuart It's me, Charlene When are you coming home? I'm hungry What should we eat? What are we craving Should we go out Or should we order in
0: I really want to send her an instrumental of this So she can sing it at karaoke sometime
1: Yes, this feels like a karaoke song like, yeah.
9: I'm not thinking ty I'd love a slice of hot pizza pie <laughs> And since I've got you on the phone Why don't you stop by Luigi's on your way home Why don't you stop by Here we go. Luigi's on your way home Stuart baby, love of mine <laughs> Bring me home a pizza pie We'll bring Charlie a pizza pie Make it a lodge, baby
0: She kicks in a New York cheese. voice here really good I know
9: you like your mozzarella, but tonight it's up to me I'll be at home waiting, and I'll get out the wine I'll turn the lights down low, and we'll blow each other's mind. <laughs> we'll blow each other's minds got you on the phone why don't you stop by Luigi's on your way home why don't you stop by Luigi's on your way home Stewart, baby love of mine bring me home a pizza pie I need Luigi's in my life so bring a pizza to your wife bring a pizza to <laughs> your wife on the floor we're on the door Tonight I'm gonna blow your mind Bring some pizza to your
0: wife I think we were running out of time and needed to like re- reuse some lines there Bring some
9: pizza to
1: your wife I'm really glad that bring some pizza to your wife gets repeated a few times <laughs> Since I've
9: got you on the phone why don't you stop by Luigi's on your way home? Why don't you stop by Luigi's on your way home? Why don't you stop by Luigi's on your way home? Why don't you stop by Luigi's on your way
0: home? This would be, be your... such a great karaoke tune. <laughs> I think maybe the longest fade out in the in the world after this point.
1: What well, made me hungry?
2: Yeah.
0: All right, we got a couple more <laughs> songs here. The next one is Eric Rayhill. Now, this is a guy who's uh, who I do not I. I don't know and didn't know before this, but his um, his Instagram videos and and Twitter videos uh really made me laugh a lot this last year. He's a he's a comedian and a motivational hustling uh uh online personality. Now, okay. do, do you know Eric Rahill? Have you watched no. any of his stuff? Oh boy, you got to watch some of his um. I <laughs> I don't even want to try to sum up his bit that he does, but it's very like it's very much like a. Uh, motivational, uh, Instagram guru who's not really doing anything. Right. (laughs) Right. Okay. (laughs) Like he's not actually doing anything, but his (laughs) video is very funny. Uh, absolutely check him out. But this was, he wanted to do a song that's a, like a, a chill summer club poolside banger, right? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of what, I can't remember the name of the song that he gave me as a reference, but it was, um, a Pill in Ibiza, or Ibiza.
1: Oh, It Took a Pill in Ibiza.
0: Right. Ibiza. You know, you know want song, to say right? it? I guess uh, the Mike, Spanish way. Mike Posner, and I think the yeah. remix is the one that's big. The remix yeah. by Sieb or something.
1: That was a big song like a few years back.
0: Yeah. It was like huge. And that song obviously is about a turning point in someone's life or a big night where they where they took a drug for the first time to impress somebody bigger than them or something. and uh, And so the complimentary experience in Eric's life that we decided to focus on was the first time he ever tried liquor which was after getting sort of uh, after getting left in the dust by a girl at a dance when he was 19 or something he uh, he went home and had drank Diet Coke and Svedka and watched Psych on TV while his nan <laughs> slept in the other room while his nana slept in the other room
1: it's almost the same as taking a pill in a Ibiza
0: yeah similar to hanging it's sort of like hanging out with a vici and get, getting getting yeah. peer pressured into taking mdma for the first time or whatever uh eric uh, it's funny so eric d- doesn't uh he ended up putting out another song this summer after this which I, you know he didn't tell me anything about that i think i feel like you should have to tell your collaborators about that sort of thing but he didn't he didn't have a mic so the vocals on this i had him I had him stand in the kitchen or the bathroom or something and just put his video uh, and record a video on his phone because that, I think, has the best mic he had available to him was the video camera on his phone.
1: And you get that nice echo from, from being in a bathroom, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then just send me that. So that's, those are the vocals I'm working with here, but I think it ended up sounding pretty legit. I'll say that. Here we go. This is Eric Rahill featuring Hal Dottie with Diet Coke and Svetka.
5: Feeling kind of reckless. Got my watching uh, me some new perspective.
0: He's a very thoughtful dude, also, I should mention. Very introspective, thoughtful guy.
5: Solo dance must have been seventeen.
0: 17, sorry, not
5: 19. She was a bear that night who I couldn't satisfy. So Alex Dawson sated her appetite like a lumberjack. I cut the night short. Didn't eat my heart mauled anymore. Plus I'm t some episodes of Psych. Kelsey Sutton, you and Alex go have a great life. He says the full name
0: of the guy and the girl in the story <laughs>
5: kind of reckless got my diet coco the vocals do, do work TBS, yeah so giving me some new perspective feeling kind of reckless got my diet coco watching soccer TV so giving me some new perspective got me like who
0: The thought that this captures like getting drunk for the first time as a teenager is so funny to so funny to me.
5: to drown my heart it. it with diet. What a rhyme there. Absolutely. Cabinet it with heart in it.
0: <laughs> that was all Eric, that rhyme.
5: Take a big sip. Got me feeling whoa. Pulling upside on the TV. Diet Coke and Svedka hitting my brain. Wanna leave this city on a runaway train. Feeling kinda reckless. Got my Diet Coke and Svedka, watching soccer TV and stuff, giving me some new perspective. Feeling kinda reckless. Got my diet coke and sweat Watching soccer TV, uh, giving me some new perspective.
3: Got me life.
0: supposed to be sort of sitting here just vibing to this outro cocktail in your hand by the pool thinking about life think about all the important times you've had
1: you can almost feel the sun on you
0: yeah like when alex dawson and kelsey sutton broke your heart at the tolo dance when you were (laughs) 17
1: Wow. Wow. Beautiful use of auto-tune.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the oh, 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 that part I actually did. I sampled one note of him and, like, played it on it. I did a little sampler thing where I played that. You know, you, you can sample somebody's voice and you stick them on one key on the keyboard and then you play around. And that's that's yeah. what I did with that. That's a EDM thing that I think is in the original song. Or not the original song. I think that's in the Mike Posner song. I mean I've they, definitely
1: heard that technique before yeah. in songs. So like yeah, yeah. There's a great sounds, ro-
0: there's a great Robin like keyboard solo. I think that's in Call Your Girlfriend where they just take the yes. last note and then they do a they do a really crazy synthesizer solo just using her voice. Uh You can that.
1: barely tell like where she stops like actually yeah. singing and it becomes the keyboard. It's really cool.
0: Yeah. And mine of course is as every bit as impressive as that. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so we're at Episode 20, the last song of the season. And uh, and so this, this kind of came together, I don't know, I guess kind of randomly. So uh, Nate Roos mm-hmm. from the band Fun uh, and the format, he uh, is, a, you know, somebody I know through Twitter. I remember when the first episode of this came out and people were talking about my, uh, Mike's song. Anybody got a nickel? Anybody got a dime? Uh, Nate sent me a DM or something that was like, "What? what is the song you did with Mike? What is that? I, I don't know what it is. And I told him about the show. And then of course, as soon as I could, I was like, do you want to come on the show? And he said, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll do that. And so then I sort of had him in my mind the whole time that, oh, I need to reach back out to Nate and get him to be on the season finale. Um, and it was it, it was really interesting, you know, working with someone uh, with a really really, you know, a, a lot of the people I picked for this were are funny people or my friends or people that I thought it would be interesting to talk to for a, a half an hour and write a song with. Nate's just got an absolutely incredible voice, and so we I felt like we were already on third base like when we started basically.
1: Yeah, and he's written songs with like. Yeah. tons of people and it's an it must have been an interesting dynamic going from people who had maybe never written a song yeah to absolutely. working with somebody who its like their livelihood was writing songs
0: oh yeah abs- it absolutely was that and we spent uh, you know some of the episode actually talking about songwriting and how it works for him and and an interesting thing about Nate is he doesn't play an instrument and he writes entirely in his head and i'm i got to say as a as someone who kind of like messes around, I've always been someone who messes around. Like, I mess around on guitar, I mess around on keyboard, I sing until it makes sense or it sounds okay. And for me, it's it's always been a little weird to hear from people that they just entirely conceive of the whole thing in their head, and I've always been a little skeptical of that. But in the episode, you can hear Nate, you can hear him, like, calling out, like, calling exactly where the chord changes are happening. And he was dead on. Like, he was absolutely right. He knew... He knew where we were in the song at any moment, and he was very, very good at sort of keeping track of what it would sound like. We ended up doing a song called Doobie Doop, which is about how smoking weed is bad. Nate spun the wheel and landed on uh, doo-wop, like a doo-wop, an old doo-wop style song, which he was very excited to, to write a song in that style. And we ended up doing a song about how marijuana usage is bad, that like the two times he's done weed, he's just like, sat in bed and wondered if he was going to be stuck like this forever. And like he pukes in the bed at one point in the song. And and so the song is about how he's never going to allow himself to be doobie duped again ever, except he then says, unless somebody offers it to me, essentially, unless I'm in the <laughs> studio with a friend and somebody says, Hey, do you want to get stoned again? So uh, I think that's all. That's all I need to say going into this one. Turned out great. It was very fun. I've never done a doo-wop song. I've never arranged a doo-wop song either, and this this was a very fun for me Fun project. The word, me to do.
1: doobie, the word doobie feels like a natural fit for doo uh,
0: Yeah, th- I think that was the first thing that we came up with. I think that's what sort of we were able... That's the hook we were able to hang everything else on was we had this doobie-doop, doobie-doop. We knew that. We knew we had that, so everything else would sort of fell onto it. Here it is. Nate Roos featuring Hal Doughty with... Do be doop, do be doop,
7: do be doop, do doop, do be doop, do doop, do 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 Remember the.
0: We we mentioned and we make a reference to the. You know the Wilco song, uh, Um, I'm Always in Love, which has a backing vocal on it where the guys are going, smoke pot, smoke pot, smoke pot. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We reference that in this
7: right here. Smoke pot. Nope. Not. Nope. Not. (laughs) Yeah, you can hear it. For the last time by marijuana.
0: Nate was the one, Nate was probably the only one of the whole season where I really truly felt like he could have written it faster if I wasn't there.
4: (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs)
0: Like, I felt like if I had just given him the keys to the show and just said, here's what you're doing, he could have done this. He could have done this in 10 minutes.
7: (laughs) At first, in my head, I thought, hi. Was a baller Instead I just laid in bed Listening to Tame Impala Oh I've been Doping
0: <laughs> Yeah he He was working On a session <laughs> And he told The engineer That w- they needed To stop and just Listen to Tame Impala Because that's What that's you're supposed To listen do- to When you're <laughs> still
7: I mean he's not wrong Yeah oh, oh, I'm stuck In my head When we read it Sitting here eating my food in the bed. I'm stuck in my head, never again. Unless I'm in the studio with a friend.
1: <laughs> you can't beat those vocals and very nice oh backing God. vocals from you as well
0: oh thank you thank you so much Raina <laughs> uh, yeah it is it, it's pretty incredible what just as simple as it is just having a great voice really does kick <laughs> things up a notch
1: yeah it's a real nice thing to have
0: well, that's it. That's the last song from season one of Hal Dottie's Fast Track. So, Raina, what do you think? What a journey!
1: I mm-hmm. feel like I'm really impressed with the spread of genres that mm-hmm. you were able to capture on this. I feel like there were some songs in there where I was—I mean, I—I'm like, it, it's amazing to me that you write these in 30 minutes. But there were some in here where I was like, I feel like this should have taken longer. I feel like there there are a few Do you want me to pick some favorites? I feel like
0: uh, Yeah, whatever reactions you want to you want to give to me, that's that's cool.
1: I mean, Neon Communist, beautiful song. Really really like that. Mm-hmm. I liked I really loved Ramble, I Murder Brian, Absolutely, Neo. that one was fantastic. It got me very riled up. And the one you did with your dad, uh, <laughs> like I that's the kind of song that I feel like It's, like, the kind of thing where I feel like if you walked into, like, the right bar in the right city, there could be a guy singing that. Sure. Like, at an open mic night or something. It's just, like, it's just delightful. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what's next. You're planning for a second season.
2: Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know when that's going to happen. I need to get these songs sort of, uh, there are maybe a few minor finishing touches I might like to make on the production of some of these songs. You will notice that I forgot to take the click at the beginning out of a bunch of them, which I need to do. They they shouldn't all start with the click.
1: I thought that was just your touch.
0: (laughs) But I am am planning on releasing Volume 1 as an album sometime, hopefully soon, at least by the end of the year. And then I'm going to start. Uh, and then I'm going to start worrying about booking season two and planning for season two and um, and seeing what happens. What happens there? Now you said you you can't imagine writing a song. Has listening to these made you rethink that? Have you thought that maybe you might want to come on an episode and write a song with me?
1: I'm still afraid of it, but I feel like if there's ever going to be a time, if there's ever going to be. A situation where I could write a song. Uh-huh. This has convinced me that this could be it. Yeah, uh,
0: <laughs> absolutely. It could so, work. I mean, you, yeah, like you know, we we've listened to songs that people just shouted into their you know or spoke into the, the you know the video recorder on their iPhone and 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 were able to make that into a song. So yeah, absolutely. Do you, what? What type of song? So going from this mix, from this blend, what what type of song? Do you think you would like to do like like uh Ooh. if if the whole if the world is your oyster where would you, you know, where do you think you would go
1: Something along the lines of LCD Sound System talking heads anxious oh, yeah. guy singing over a bunch of instruments yes. that's like my that's sort of my favorite kind of music so that's probably what i would go for
0: Oh that would be great that would be great <laughs> Um well uh, is there any other any other reaction uh that that you uh, noted that uh, that you'd like to say about these. I
1: think one of the things that's always intimidated me about writing songs is like writing lyrics and like committing to them and being like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. actually just going to go for this. So, how hard is it to get those nailed down? I mean, I guess it's different for everybody.
0: It is different for everybody, and people have different sort of standards. I guess you know, like I, I feel like I've, I've certainly spent. A fair amount of time on these episodes talking people out of lyrics that I don't think are, are right. good enough, right? Like, so I'll, I'll push in a direction if I if I feel it should go one way or the other. There was a funny, uh, there, there was a moment on the Nate Roos episode where we were talking about how if he's writing a song and he's stuck on the lyrics, his go-to, and I think this is true of me and of a lot of people who write songs, You, if you get stuck on a line, and you're not sh- quite sure how to say it. Usually, you'll just go, "Oh, I'll think of something tomorrow. It'll ha- it'll come to me in the car tomorrow, out of nowhere." And I'll and I'll have that line. So I'm just going to put in a filler moment. I'm just going to hum something, or I'm going to make do some nonsense, and then you figure you'll make you'll figure it out later. And I had to be like, "No, Nate, this is this is all we have to do, right? Like we have to commit to something right now." And that's part yeah. of, I guess, the challenge of it, and it's part of why. Some of these things have kind of like little ragged elements to, to them because we're not able to go back later and change the words. If you think of something like on Sean's song, uh, the, the Boys in the Attic one, if we'd had a few days to think of it, we could have come up with all these different like ghost puns. We could have called it poltergeist. We could have fixed a lot of the weird elements of it, but, but we had to stick with whatever we came up with in that half hour.
1: But those weird things are sort of what makes it charming.
0: I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why, that's uh, part of why it's been so much fun to do is because you're stuck with something silly instead of, you know, l- instead of just whatever you have in the moment saying, well, I'll chisel that down into something good later.
1: Have you had anyone come in who, uh, you know, was excited about it and then got stage fright and like just was like, I don't know, I'm too nervous to write something. Like, how do you make someone feel comfortable enough to do it?
0: Well, I will say um, so. Mike, episode one, getting him to record his vocals was—he's uh, very. I think he—I think he was very. He struggled a bit with feeling like he nailed those vocals well enough. So getting him to commit to a final track of his vocals for anybody got a nickel, anybody spare a dime. Was like pulling teeth. <laughs> so <laughs> I would say he, it felt like he got kind of uh, 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 cold feet at, at a certain point. And then I had a few people who agreed to do it. And then when it came time to book an exact day, just kind of stopped responding about it. <laughs> and so I've sort, of, I've sort of let them be. I don't know if that was because they just, you know, felt stressed and didn't want to bother with it or if they were scared of doing the actual, you know, singing a song or whatever.
1: Well I'm very impressed and I have huge respect for everybody who participated and uh and wrote songs and you got some good stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm very I'm very proud of it as a collection of of songs especially written under duress.
1: Yeah, what did you think when you first started? What did you think you were going to get? Like what kind of like, did it change your? Did it surpass your expectations? Did it like totally? Was it totally different than you expected it to be at the beginning?
0: It has it has definitely surpassed my expectations. I thought at the most these would all be like funny things that would happen at the end of the episode. Like you'd you'd listen to us struggle to try to write a song, and then you'd hear kind of a quirky thing that that punctuates the episode. Well, that was the whole concept going in. But some of these I some of these I just listen to now as just regular songs. And I'm like, these are these are good. These are yeah, standalone songs that work. So yeah. some of the people I picked to be on here truly surprised me with how good they were able to make it, you know, in their performance and stuff.
1: Well, thank you for playing them for me. I really enjoyed that.
0: Raina, is there anything you would like to plug before we say goodbye?
1: Sure. I mean, you can listen to World Cafe uh, Mm -hmm. weekdays. Find it on your public radio station, or you can find it at worldcafe.org. Subscribe to the World Cafe podcast at worldcafe.org or wherever you find your podcasts. And then you can find me on social media and Instagram and on Twitter at RahRahReina, so it's R-A-H-R-A-H-R-A-I-N-A.
0: Thank you again so much for coming on the show, Reina. I appreciate it, and you have yourself a wonderful night.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: And you're committed to coming on on season two, is what I, is what I'm going to say. So
1: you can pencil me in, and I will build up my bravery bravery between now and then.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, I did it. This whole thing was just a scheme. To this is how I've convinced everybody to come on the show. Is I've made them do one of these. I pretended to record it, and then I and then I got them to commit to doing the show.
1: It seems uh, like a very labor intensive way for you <laughs> to be.
4: To book art, to book
0: people. Yeah, (laughs) it it actually it doesn't work at all. (laughs) I'm really surprised it worked this time.